Are you ready? Let's make some noise, come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Broad Street Line. I'm Wade Burton alongside me, as always, my tag team partner and a man who has thrown his hat in the ring among the potential buyers of World of Wrestling Entertainment, one Chris Domingo. Mr. Domingo, how are you doing as always as we say during this pandemic? This aired, quote, Saturday morning, sir. I'm good, Roy. I I, I, I feel that, like, I don't know, that I should be a little more excited for this upcoming playoff run, but... I'm feeling, I don't know. I'm not feeling full. I like mm. my cup is not full. Uh, wow. it, 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 it's not full of green ecto cooler. And and I know that like I don't know that they could easily get it back. Like I don't know in, in a quarter or a half. But I don't know. Like I don't like is is this just a me thing or are people like because a couple of weeks ago people were looking for flights to Arizona. And I know that, like, I don't know, like, a lot has happened. <laughs> like, it shows you that, like, this is why the NFL gets 20 million people to watch every game. Like, it, it, it don't matter, like, whether Sam Ellinger's playing or Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. is playing. People watch. And, I, like, th- like, both Venom can, can, be, can be lost as fast as it can be gained. And I think that's the, that's the story of this season is, like, you can literally lose momentum in one game. And I feel that, like, I don't know, the last three weeks, I feel, I don't know. Like, I think this is what these two weeks are are for, right? Is to, like, I, I mean, it's not on the field, but you got to gain that juice back. Of course, the, the, the playoff run that Chris is referring to is the Philadelphia Eagles playoff run. Of course, the Philadelphia Eagles had the best record um, in in uh, franchise history this year, 14-3. and three. But, again, a lot of pessimism surrounding the Eagles as we head into the playoffs, despite the fact they have a first-round bye despite the fact they have home field advantage in, in the NFC. Um, still a lot of pessimism surrounding the Eagles. So we will talk long. Uh, we will go a long way, a long time about the Eagles uh, today on this week's edition of the Broad Street Line. We also have other stuff to get into as well, including the latest with the World Wrestling Entertainment, with World Wrestling Entertainment and the possibility of a major shakeup financially. There's already been a major shakeup within the organization as well. So a lot of stuff to get to on this edition of the show. So as we always say, Sit back, relax, take a ride on a broad street line. The future sports talk radio has finally arrived. Any shout outs, my friend? No, let's just say the usual thank yous. Thank you guys, as always, for listening to us and supporting us here on 106.5 FM, WPPM, LP, Philadelphia, or wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube Music, Spreaker, all that good stuff. Just do a search for the broad street line, download us to your phone, your iPad, your MP3 enabled device, your computer. Listen to us at home, listen to us at work, or take us with you on the go. Again, we are a very, very accessible show. And while you're doing all of that, please do us a solid. Follow us on the Twitter machine. He is at SKD215. I am at the BS line uh, this week. And, of course, the Eagles do not play. There are six other NFL games that we will be talking about um, on this show and probably talking about um, on the Twitter machine between Saturday and Sunday. Um Chelsea Football Club is actually is actual trash. They lost again <laughs> this week, and they will probably lose again on Saturday um, after the recording of the show. So I'll watch them, and I'll hate tweet them. So that's what I'll be tweeting about. <laughs> what, what will you be tweeting about this weekend, my friend? It's the football, man. It's it, it's it's my it's my favorite weekend of the year, and 
I'm still trying to get That's used right, to forgot, the. I, I, I'm still getting used to the three days of game because usually, like I don't know, like we usually were like I don't know binging Saturday and Sunday, three games. Like I don't know, and now we get and I don't know. Like I feel that like I don't know they they've made Monday night and like I don't know since Monday night football matters now. Like I don't know. Like at least you get like I don't know Bucket Aikman on. Probably, which is going to be the most watched game of the of the of the weekend, I think, or the most um, the most uh, I don't want to say hype, but I feel like I don't know with Brady and the Cowboys, you're going to get like just insane amounts of people watching that game. No, you're absolutely right. We'll break down each one of the each one of those six games um, in in a little bit. Um, I do want to say before we get started again, a, a positive update on Bill Safety, Demar Hamlin. He is back home, recovering after being released from the hospital earlier this week. He was transferred from Cincinnati Hospital to a Buffalo Hospital early this week, and now he is home recovering. So again, amazing, amazing news um, about Demar Hamlin. Again, kudos to all of the medical personnel, the first responders, everybody who had a hand in. Um, basically nursing DeMar Hamlin back to health because, again, that was a very scary situation we saw 10 days ago as of this recording, and now he's back home and he's recovering. So, again, kudos to all the medical staff, and, again, our prayers and well wishes, again, continue to be with DeMar Hamlin um, on his road to recovery. I, I, I didn't want to talk about the wildcard weekend games for a second uh, yet, but I do want to mention this because you brought it up well, you alluded to it. Now I'm going to talk about it because, again, you always talk about how we're always – you know, hypocr- not hypocrites, but we all have our blind spots. We all say things and we all take moral stands sometimes. And then we just back off of it because we have no, no, clue. no, we have yeah, no, we're Fugazi. So, so, like, I don't know. Yeah, so, I, so hold on. Let me just, let me just, let me set it up. Let me set it up though. Okay. We said it before. What was it? Well, I, I think it started, but I think, I don't even know which was first. I think this was first. I think the expansion of the playoffs happened first where we got the two games on Saturday and two games on Sunday. There were six teams and two by, you know, two teams got to buy. And we were like, nobody asked for games on three days and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And what do we do? We watch the games on Saturday and Sunday and Monday. And again, week 17. No one asked for week 17 in the NFL. No one really wanted week 17. Players get hurt. Da-da-da-da-da. What happens? We watch all 17 weeks. We're fugazi. We have no morals. And I'm going to watch all six games this weekend because that's just who I am. That's all. No, but I feel that, like, I don't know. We are We are some of the few that – acknowledge it like i don't know that that like i don't know we're not trying to because i feel that like i don't know it's the superiority thing where you're just like talking down to people oh like i don't know like like we don't need to have the the like come to jesus moment because we've already come to jesus and yeah. like no and, and like roy i mean for everyone and and this isn't like one particular group or another how many events in the last i wouldn't say 10 i'd say eight years have there been that made people say, oh, nope, football's terrible. Football is, 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 is just, I don't know. Like it, it's a crime. They're just, they're just, I don't know. Uh, they're, they're exploiting uh, these athletes. I don't like, I'm not, I like, I, they're kneeling for the uh, anthem, Colin Kaepernick, Ray Rice, Kareem Hahn. <laughs> like, I, I mean, the list goes on and on. And you know what? Somehow the ratings Get better. They're, like people, like it. It's not like more people are, and and like I don't know. Like that's why. Like I don't know. Like that's why the Hamlin thing. It like I don't know if people said. I I think people just like I don't know. Just did 
Did, did people give off the, like, fame, say, oh, I think we need to, like, I don't know, stop watching football? Or people just said, you know what, let's try to, like, I don't know, help the situation out and let's help these players out. Because really, like, like we said last week, we just need to help the players. Because that because if you look at this, like, I don't know, the players don't want to stop playing. Like, I don't know, like, you see some of these guys, like, I don't know, like, like the the, the – the sacrifices these guys and these and their families give to be on this level. It's like, they want that. And you know what, if they want it, let's just, let's just assist in their dream. That's all I ask. And I'll just put, say one last thing just to put a bow in it. I don't know if you saw the Mike Evans quote about this. Yeah. Yes. No, <laughs> the, the, the Mike Evans quote is, is NFL players in a nutshell. Yeah. Mike Evans, for those who don't know, is a wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And of course, you know, everybody in the NFL was kind of shaken up by the DeMar Hamlin incident uh, last week. And a reporter, a reporter asked Mike uh, Evans, he said, hey man, it's like, you saw DeMar Hamlin, like, or, does this kind of change your outlook on how you approach the game, how you're gonna play, whatever. And Mike, Ham- Mike Evans said, hey man, it's like, it's gonna make me play harder because I have no idea <laughs> when my last play is going to be. So I'm just gonna go out there and give it 100% every single time. And I'm paraphrasing, but he said I'm gonna give it out 100% every time because, again, I don't know when the clock's gonna strike 12 for me. So it's like, hey, you know what? That's the mentality that a lot of these guys have, man. So I mean, it is what it is. And and, like Chris said, and Roy, it's, instead it's of criticizing that, you know, my, oh sorry, and instead of criticizing that mindset, let's acknowledge it. Like I, I feel that like I don't know, acknowledging isn't something we should do on on Friday nights. It's it's something we should be doing. Every, like, I don't know, acknowledge, like, reality and say, you know what, football, like, I don't know, like, there is so much we can humanly do and the NFL can do to to kind of restrict or, like, I don't know, make the game safer. They've, like, I, I, the NFL has made progress in these. Like, I don't know. Do they fall short in terms of, like, I don't know, like, I don't know, observing, <laughs> like, like when a guy has been concussed? Yes. they. But, I, I, I mean... But how many times do we see, like, I don't know, fans and players, like, I think you mentioned this last week, and it was spot on, when 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 the offensive linemen were wearing those, like, things over their helmets, people, right. the, the players were saying, this is stupid. Right, right. No, no, it's, yeah, again, we don't, we don't have to kind of, you know, legislate this again. We're going to yeah. make the NFL, or we should make the NFL as safe as possible. But again, we uh, we all know, we all should understand that there are inherent risks with the sport, just by the nature of the sport. And therefore, we need to make sure that if someone gets hurt or, you know, permanently, you know, injured or whatever have you from the sport, we need to make sure that those guys are taken care of, period. Yes, that. that's and it. And again, and those inherent risks are going to go up the more playoff games we have and the more regular season games we have. And I kind of wish we only had 16 regular season games this year because the 18th, the 17th game, week 18 for the Eagles, was a very ugly game to watch. It wasn't a beautiful game to watch. But the Eagles did exactly what they needed to do, just what they needed to do, in order to get it done and clinch the division against clinch the division and the one seed uh, against the New York Giants this past week. It was twenty-two to sixteen. Really wasn't that close, but it really wasn't a blowout either. Um, the Giants kind of didn't play their starters and they kind of played at half speed. And the Eagles played again just enough. Just, they did just enough to do what they needed, but got the division, got the first round by. The Cowboys got smoked by the Commanders anyway, so it wouldn't have been an issue with the division. But the Eagles get the a benefit of the bye week, which they which they desperately need because you have a couple guys, a few guys banged up, including your quarterback, who still is banged up despite the fact that he did play on <laughs> Sunday. It looked okay. I'm not, he sure. Was fine. I'm not sure like why like this just got glossed over. Like I don't know. Like I don't like 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 I 
I, I'm trying to figure out who to be upset with. Is it the backup quarterback who can't win a game against, like, I don't know, like third string guys playing at 40% or the coach that acknowledged this? Or, like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't like this is something that should not, like, I keep going back to we shouldn't have gotten to him this. Like, I don't know. We should have taken care of business. And this isn't just on, like, I don't know, like Minshew. Like, I don't know. This is on the team. No. I feel this, I feel this team has, like, I don't know been complacent and like i don't know it goes back to we were expecting regression like i don't know in just a lot of things like i don't know but i feel that like i don't know it's not being talked about enough like i don't know i'm not expecting like plus four in the turnover column every every week but they don't turn the ball over anymore and i feel that this is and and i think this is maybe something with carter johnson being out and 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 kind of in flux and Maddox being in and out. So I guess my question to you is, can they gain that back? Like, I don't know, just like as a whole, like, I don't know, is is the two week break enough to get your mentals back and to, I don't know, like, I don't know, get some of that magic back in the first two months. Uh, I think the answer is yes. I mean, I think these guys know what they need to do and, and, I mean, again, it shouldn't have come down to week 18. Jalen Hurts have to, has to roll out, you know, with a sore shoulder to kind of save the day in order to kind of clinch the one seat. But I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing in that all these guys got work in week 18. And if you had taken care of business in week 16, then these guys would have been off for a month. And again, like, I don't know if you would have had that same. I, I, I think without, again, without the adversity, doesn't come the same level of, I don't know. I don't want to say one, two, but the, you know what I mean? The same energy. So you're, that's in that. Oh, sorry. sorry. So you're okay with, so you're okay with too much work instead of too little work. Cause I feel that well, because they're, because they played four quarters. I, they should not have played four quarters. Right. Well, yeah, it's, it's too much work in the fact, in the fact that they, they know that they just can't like these last couple of weeks, you know, showed them that they got to show up for four quarters. Like they, like they understand now after the Dallas game and after the Saints game, they just can't just roll up in there, you know, with half effort and just kind of get it done. And again, like, I know you don't want to see them, you know, the team was 14 and one and they were rolling or, or 13 and one, excuse me, they were rolling. Like, I, I know you want to see a team kind of just kind of roll through everybody the way they were the first couple months of the season. But I think, I think them seeing this, you know, seeing how thing, how, how, how much they actually had to work yeah. against the Cowboys and against the saints isn't necessarily a bad thing. I don't think no. that's a bad thing. And, and how I many teams are even how many teams are can you consider rolling in the playoffs i don't consider many other than the 49ers who've won like nine games in a row and i think well, the Bengals. Talk, let's talk, yeah but let's talk about it though because I'm, I'm looking at the standings right now the bills have won seven in a row the chiefs have won five in a row the Bengals have won eight in a row the jaguars have won five in a row the, the niners have won ten in a row no but i feel that like i don't know the the bills I don't think like they haven't looked as good. I think as their record states. I mean, they've been close. They've been winning games, and I feel that like, and and same with the Chiefs. I don't think the Chiefs have looked overly. I, I mean, they're winning games, and I feel that. Oh, but but they don't look like this juggernaut. I, I mean, you know what? You you know the team that looks like a juggernaut, the team that has a third string quarterback. That I because I, right now, if you had to pull me on. If, well, who is the best team going into the play, into the playoffs from both conferences in San Francisco? And I, I don't even think it's that close. 
All right, let, let's let's kind of put let's put that on ice for a second because I do want to talk about the Eagles. I do want to I do want to celebrate their best record ever, fourteen and three. Of course, this is the first first time they've won fourteen games in a seventeen game season. So again, you can adjust these records accordingly as you will. But again, the Eagles are fourteen and three. If you had told us before the season that the Eagles would go fourteen and three, we'd be like, you know what, you know, you you probably like, I don't know. You know, they may, they may need to be a drug test there thereby. But that being said, remember we were looking at the schedule early earlier this year. We were like eleven and six, twelve and five. We're trying to like find losses in the <laughs> schedule somewhere because the schedule looked so easy. The Eagles took care of business for the most part um, during the year, so they did what they were supposed to do plus more. Um, so kudos to the Eagles for going fourteen and three. Again, getting the number one seed, scoring four hundred and seventy-seven points this year, and now they're twenty-eight points per game, twenty-eight point one giving up 20.2 points per game, 344 points allowed. And again, kudos to the man, whether it's the MVP or not, it is what it is, but kudos to the man, Jalen Hurts, for being responsible, directly responsible for 35 touchdowns, 22 passing, 13 on the ground, six interceptions, and a passer rating of 101.5. I don't know if you remember what your predictions were before the season. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Jalen Hurts' passer rating of 101.5 wasn't one of your predictions. I'm pretty no, sure that's what I, wasn't there. You know what? I'm going to go back. If you know, I'm going to go back to an old episode because I might, might, might have gotten the passer stuff a little. You probably did. You probably did. 3701 yeah. yards. You probably got that about right. No, because I feel that, like, I don't know. The, the, I, I mean, he could have easily had a lot more pass touchdowns, but they were such a juggernaut on the ground, like running, like they were just like, they were like doing rock, scissors, paper to see who would score the, the rushing touchdown, whether it was Gainwell or it was Boston Scott, whether it was Miles. So, no, I, I feel that, like, I don't know, like, I don't, I, I really, I don't know if you can just, like, I don't know, gauge the impact on jail, of Jalen Hurts on the team. Like, I, I mean, like, how many times are they running an RPO at the goal line? When they like, I don't know, like, like that's why I feel that. I, I, I mean, like, I just don't know how good. Like, I think they're a good run blocking team, regardless. But Jalen Hurts just makes life ever easier for the offensive line. They make they make life easier for the running back. A guy, Miles Sanders, who just who probably owes Jalen like thirty percent of his next contract. No, I, I feel that like I don't know. He like he. You know, like, and I'm saying this, and I feel that, like, I don't know, he really is the most valuable because I never factored that in. Like, I don't know, I like he might have a lot, he might have better skill players than Patrick Mahomes does around him, but he just affects, like, I don't know, like the the, the just him existing, just like I don't know, makes a block easier for an offensive line. It makes, like, I don't know, like a DB think twice about like coming in like i don't know like coming into rush when he sees like i don't know and i think i think hurts predominantly has most most of the way to put kudos to the coaching staff i i mean like they're the ones designing the game plan and the game plan drew up like this offensive coaching staff like i don't know gave you two 1000 yard receivers we didn't have the eagles didn't have a thousand yard receiver for years Year. Well, not even a, a, a receiver. We have tight ends. But when's the last time they had a wide receiver get this? So, I don't know. But I think Ray uh, Ray, Ray Diddy said all these stats, four guys, like, I don't know, like four guys with ten sacks, like, I don't know, the best, I, I mean, literally the best statistical season for a wide receiver ever. 
It's all not if, if, if you don't finish the job. And I don't even know what the job is. Like, I don't know. Is the job to win the whole thing? Or is, is it to at least get to Arizona? For me, the job is to get to Arizona. I think okay. that's the job. Yeah, I, mean, if you ask, I agree. Obviously, if you ask the guys on the team, they're going to say, yeah, win the whole thing. But for me, if you, this team gets to Arizona, this team, again, they're the number one seed. So they basically take care of business and win two home games and get to Arizona. For me, that's the job. Um, but again, you look at the numbers that they put up. You talked about Jalen Hurts. You mentioned A.J. Brown, 88 catches for 1,496 yards and 11 <laughs> touchdowns. Uh, Devontae Smith, you know, people are saying, you know, is he too skinny? Is he too bony to be an effective wide receiver in this league? 95 catches for 1,196 <laughs> yards. You, you know what prediction touchdowns. I got wrong? You know what I prediction I got hella wrong this year? Devontae Smith. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to name you. Put you out there by name, but I'm just no. Saying. But I feel that like I don't know they, and I don't know. I, I think Jason Devon might have said it on one of these like eight thousand Eagles podcasts. Is I think in the last half of the season they were passing to like I don't know like instead of starting the run to pass then passing they flipped it. Right. I think you're going to need to go back to basics. I, I, I mean, like, you need to, like, because that, like, I, I mean, I know you're trying to, like, I don't know, like, keep the defense off balance. This team is, I'll say it, this team is unbeatable when when they run the ball. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't, like, it, like, it don't matter if, like, the Eagles, the Eagles defense has gotten six sacks and lost games. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know how else to tell you. This this team is going to – how far this team goes, I, I know the defense is important, but it's going to determine on how how explosive and how dominant the Eagles' offense is. And, like, I don't know, like, imposing their will. Like, I don't know, like, just like, I don't know, like, run that. Like, I don't know, just you got to run that RPO to, to death and then everything comes off that RPO. And no, I guess oh, – oh, sorry, and my question is, how much can you run that RPO with, uh, with your quarter, like with your quarterback with a straight shoulder? Shoulder. I think my question, my, my my question to you and anyone, is how, like, can you have everything, at the entire playbook at your disposal, knowing that you have a quarterback that's one hit away, and it's not just like one hit, like I don't know, even a moderate hit from going back to guard dimension. Well, that's the thing. It's like we don't we won't know the answer to that for ten days. Like. We, like <laughs> 10 days, like, however healthy, whatever percentage of health that Jalen Hurts has 10 days from as we record this or eight days from seven or eight days from when this actually airs, that's how much we'll know about, uh, you know, whether or not the Eagles can, you know, how far the Eagles will go. Because if, if Jalen Hurts can't run those RPOs, if he can't run those quarterback sneaks, if he can't run, do the stuff that he, he normally does, if he can't be the, 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 the dual threat option Jalen Hurts, this team ain't finishing the job. They're just not because again, like, you, I don't you even. That Roy, I don't. Th- Roy, I don't think they can win a playoff. Like, I like, like, I, I mean, you're gonna play, and uh, and the one B crisis is your right tackle. Like, I, I mean, like, if you like, I, I really think that having Lane and Hurts injured at the same time was the worst case scenario. Like, if you had Lane Hurt, but a 100% Jalen Hurts, that who that can kind of combat. Jack Driscoll being terrible. And apparently the entire line doesn't look good when like Lane John, like, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's fascinating. Like, I don't know. They have not looked good. Like, I don't know since Lane Johnson went down or if, even if you had a, a banged up jail hurts, but if you had that dominant 
Eagles offensive line. I, I think you feel a lot more comfortable. That's where my trepidation is. It's like, I don't, like, someone's going to have to pick up the, like, I don't know, like, pick up the team. And I don't know what it, like, I don't know who or what it is with those two banged up. Well, I think I think you're going to get, well, I think Jalen Hurts is going to be 80%-ish by the time they step on the field for their first game. And I think Lane Johnson is going to be, he's going to play. I mean, I, don't, I think it might be 90%, 95%-ish. Uh, if I if I told Ooh, you that yeah, 95% Lane Lane's already he's already practicing he's already he's already working out I don't know if he's practicing with the team or on the side but he's already working out with the team um, again a week before their first game so if I told you that all right let's 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 kind of meet in the middle if I told you you get a, a 90% Lane Johnson and a 75% Jalen Hurts is that good enough to win two games or no okay I don't think so all right. no I and 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 especially particularly who you're playing like. Uh-huh. Do you trust ninety percent Lane Johnson to to um, to uh, block uh, Nick Bosa and Michael Parsons? To, like I, I I feel like, and more importantly, do you trust that? Like I don't know, because I feel that these teams that play the Eagles are going to spout blood in the water. They're going to send blitzes, and like I don't know, and I I think I trust Jalen Hurts enough to protect himself. But at some point, like I don't know, it's just football. You're going to get hit. Like, I don't like, I don't think you can predict, predict Jalen Hurts will not get hit on that shoulder one t- one time all game. And that's where, I don't know. Like, it, it, I feel that, like, the Eagles were kind of blessed. Like, I don't know, just were just, I don't know, like, blessed with this great health at the beginning of the season. And I feel that, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, once again, I feel like the turnover ratio, the, the injuries, were, like, I don't know, regress to the mean, unfortunately – they regress to the wrong players. <laughs> like, yeah. I, like I don't, I don't know. Like, uh, obviously Garner Johnson's important and Maddox is important, but man, like I don't know. Like you could have picked two, any two guys. Like even if you would have just said, look, like I said, if you would have just said Hertz and Sam Milo or Lane or Lane and J- I even say Dallas Goddard. Like I don't know. You just can't have like I don't know. Those are the two arguably the two best offensive players yeah and and you're right and i think i might have argued with you like aj brown but i mean like uh, yeah maybe you know probably splitting hairs at that point but yeah being down or being with a less than 100 jalen hurts and a less than 100 lane johnson is not ideal going into the postseason i will re- i will reserve any doom and gloom for next week give me a give me an injury report next thursday and then i'll start yeah. to worry i'm not going to worry about this right now eagles get a week off they get to enjoy the spoils of winning the division and being the number one seed. Miles uh, Sanders gets to enjoy the spoils of being the running back with the fifth most rushing yards in the NFL. Fifth most rushing yards in the NFL. How many receiving yards did he have? I didn't I get that down. 1,269 rushing yards. 78. 78. That's it? Wow. No, no, no. <laughs> guess how many catches he had. I'm going to get, if he has 78, I'm going to guess nine? 20. Yeah, twenty catches. Did he just fall down? Like, what is like, Yes. <laughs> no. This is like I, I, I mean, like I. This is like I don't know. Like, like this has been a great season. You're reaching. Like, you're I, I get. You're reaching. You're reaching. You're reaching. But man, like I don't know. Like, what? Yeah, two hundred. Yeah, twelve hundred sixty-nine rushing yards. Like, well, I'm not so seven. So so seventy-eight receiving yards. Giving a giving a player an extension for like like. Wouldn't you like a running back to catch the ball? Or is that like, not important? 
I would like a running back to catch the ball. Yes, I'm not going to say that. That's that. I'm not going to say that's ideal. He's not your ideal running back. I'm not going to tell you that. But it's like if you if you're going to run for if you're going to be fifth in the NFL in rushing, I'll live with it. Like it's fine. It's okay. You got like, this, uh, this is not your this is not your money. No, like, no, 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 no. But this is like I don't know. This is where like I don't know. Like this is the problem with like I don't know talking salary. This is a cap. If there if there was no cap. I would say give Boston whatever the heck he wants. There's a cap, and and there's gonna be a lot of players that you need. No, like I, I mean, like I think uh, our, our our buddy Mike Mulhern, like I don't know, like I like laid it out, man. There are gonna be a lot of players gone next season, a lot. Yeah. So uh, again, not to kind of jump forward, but the Eagles. These are their free agents, free agents on offense. Uh, Miles Sanders. I Two, three S's. I think you need like three more S's. A lot, yeah. Say Amalu, Miles Sanders, Zach Pascal, Andre Dillard, uh, Scott Minshew, and Sua Opeta is on offense. Defense is where you're going to really get hit. Brandon Graham, Cox, Hargrave, Edwards, White, Bradbury, Epps, uh, Chauncey Garner-Johnson, uh, and then the three guys you signed in the middle of the season, Limbaugh Joseph, Robert Quinn, Ndamukong Sue, and Dirk Barnett, who's on IR. You got a lot of guys. Like you would probably want to bring back maybe half of those guys, um, but again, you got to figure out how you're going to bring back half of those guys and pay Jalen Hurts this uh, this summer or this offseason with raises. With raises, yeah. like yeah. I, I mean, like like a dude, like a lot of these guys have played their best ball. T.J. Edwards is this is the only time he'll out be able to cash out. Right. So I, I mean, like I don't like I I mean like I expect him to get a, like a noticeable raise. I don't know. Can you give TJ a, a TJ Edwards a, a noticeable raise? Like I don't know. Like I, I feel you're gonna have to do some sacrificing, and I, I mean that's another conversation. But that's why we keep emphasizing get the job done. And like I don't know whatever your definition of the job. And but the, but the job ain't winning one game. Like I don't no. know. Like I don't know. Like that's you, you know that's for the New York Giants. Like I know. Like I don't know. Like the, the expectations change. If you, I'll say. You gotta win two games. Got it. Yeah, no, the, the, like you're right. The teams, the teams that have to play on the road this weekend, their job is really to win a game. The teams, the teams, you know, the everybody else, like your job is to win a couple games. Your job is to is to at least get to the conference finals and or get to the Super Bowl. And the Eagles, of course, with the bye, they win two games. They get to Phoenix. So yeah, their job is to get to the Super Bowl, take care of business, win two games. Uh, obviously, we'll preview next week's game more next week once we have an idea of who the opponent is and how they're going to look uh, health-wise. But I do want to, again, give kudos to the Eagles for having putting up amazing stats this year. Again, you mentioned T.J. Edwards, 159 tackles out of him. Uh, Hassan Reddick, kudos to him, player of the month. A PFF All-Pro player. I don't even know what the heck that means. But, I, I mean, no, like, apparently, like, apparently T.J. Edwards is really good. So, like, you know what? His agent is going to go to Howie. Howie probably hates PFF right now. It's like, yo, man. You didn't need to be making up, like, I don't know, because you got PFF All-Pro, you got NFL PA All-Pro. Like, no, I, I feel that, like, I don't know, like, that was a surprise. I knew TJ Edwards was good. I didn't know he was that good. Yeah, no, he he made he made the leap this year, um, for sure. Again, Hassan Reddick, 16 sacks. Hargrave, Sweat, and Graham, 11 sacks each. Fletcher Cox, 7 sacks. Again, the team with a total of 70 sacks, one of the best, most prolific seasons by any team uh, when it comes to sacks in the history of the NFL. So kind of let's go back to the point that you brought up before you were looking at the NFL, you're looking at the playoff teams, the 12 teams, so excuse me, 14 teams, excuse me, um, alive in the NFL playoffs. Obviously for now, we'll focus on the NFC. What team 
would you like to face the least or the and or the most? I said we'll do both. The least or the most in the divisional round. So of course, the divisional round, you got Dallas, Tampa Bay, Seattle, and the Giants. You got to rank them. But I mean, if there's any team you want to face the most, who is it? Any team you want to face the least out of those four, who is it? You know what? The most is Tampa. I don't like. I don't know. Like I don't know. Like I feel like no, they are. They've been terrible all year. And like I don't know. Like they. Like I don't know. Like you. Like. I know that I, I know you're playing against the goat, but that team, like, I, I mean, they barely won a, a one of the worst divisions I've ever seen. So no, and, no, and like I, I think people would say because I don't think you could play the I don't think like I don't think you play the Vikings or any like anyone who you could re, like actually play. And no Vikings, I, no Vikings, I, no Niners. Yeah, yeah, and I don't pick the Giants because how many times can you say that you could beat a division opponent three times? Like I don't know. That is like I don't know. Like that and. And if we're being honest, if 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 all the starters played that that last game, the Giants win. They do. Like I don't know. Like they like, and I, I don't know. Like maybe the Eagles played differently, but I saw, I didn't see, I didn't see anything inspired from that from from the Eagles starters last week, and the team. I, and it's not even the least I'd like to face. I I mean because I like I, I think they're real beatable. Is that? I I mean like. I think Dak is, I don't know, in a slump. He can be had. And I think if you just adjust your coverages where you're not, and like, I don't know, have Gardner Johnson cover. Like, I mean, that that game, they missed Car- Chauncey Gardner Johnson and yeah. have him cover CD Lamb. No, that's why I feel that, like, I really feel that, like, the, the only team keeping them from Arizona is the Niners. And I, yep. Not like I, I mean they're the most complete team. Like I, I mean like I don't know how you can explain like explain winning nine games, four games in a row with your third string quarterback, and not even winning like dominating every game. <laughs> I ain't worried about the Niners. If you're scared, get a dog, folks. The Eagles will take care of the Niners if it comes down to that. But I, I do I do agree with you on Tampa Bay. I'm not worried about them in the least. I'd probably I, I'm not really worried about the Giants really. You, you, I mean you're probably right in that if everybody was playing last, I don't something was just off last week. Like just like the like the juice wasn't there. And I feel like the juice would be there in a divisional game here again a got still in situation here. You know with everybody healthy. Like you're right if everybody played last week and they played the same way they played last week, the Giants win that game because the Giants you know they kind of hang up hung around for four quarters which they had no. Yeah. Game. I just think things will be different in the playoffs. Um. But yeah, the Cowboys, you know, you know what? This Eagles team, again, when they're healthy, this defense is a lot different when Charlton Gardner Johnson's out there, man. It's like a, it's like totally different. You can actually hang with No, Ruben Frank said it. Oh no, sorry. No, Ruben Frank said it. It's like like unless they beat themselves, the only teams I could see like them losing to in any game, like I like are like I don't know, like San Francisco, the Chiefs, or the Bills. Like I don't yeah. know. Like those like like and but you just can't say that. Like I don't know. They've been beating themselves a lot the last four or five weeks. Yeah. No. You're no. You're you're absolutely right. Um, but speaking, let's talk about the NFC playoffs for a second because again, there's the three games this weekend in the NFC: Seattle at San Fran, Giants at Minnesota, and Dallas at Tampa Bay. As you mentioned, the the Monday night uh, marquee game on ESPN. Um, I, you you clearly love San Fran. I think they're the the best thing since sliced bread. So I imagine you think San Fran's going to win. You that don't game. think you don't think they're good. Oh, no, I think they're good. I'm not scared of them. I think they're good. I ain't scared of nobody in the NFC. Nobody. Coming here, 
I'm not scared of anybody. Now they're the best team, not named the Eagles in the NFL. So you would be, so you would, so you would be moderate, like very disappointed if they don't come out of, if they don't come out of the NFC. If the Eagles lost to the San Francisco 49ers here in the NFC title game, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be moderately disappointed. Yeah, yeah, I'd be, I'd be a little, I'd be a little disappointed. You gotta be. I mean, honestly, no. You should be. You sh- if you're healthy again. Health. Come on, solid. say it. You gotta beat them. You gotta healthy, beat them. No, like, like if like if Lane Johnson's hurt and like Jalen Hurts is fifty so, percent, then all right, that's different. But I mean, no, like, but like I don't know. Like, if those guys are on the field and playing, then yeah, sure. No, I I no, I, I feel you really need to look at this injury report because I yeah. feel that or or, or just or really about. you need to or or really you need to see how these guys play in the first game. Like yeah. I don't know because that's really gonna tell you. Like I don't know yeah. whether. People are hyped for that because there's a like I, I think it's like I don't know it's not a flip of a coin but like you can really go from I don't know getting really really hyped and ready to go to Jetro for that championship game or you're just like damn yeah. like I don't know like we're like you just we have to play Nick Bosa and 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 Fred Warner against uh sixty percent Lane Johnson and then you got or, or maybe or maybe no Lane Johnson at all yeah. Or, ja- or like you have Nick. No, the the the, the doomsday scenario is having Nick Bosa go up against Jack Driscoll. <laughs> yeah. With, yeah, with with a banged up Jay with a banged up Jalen Hurts. Or with Gardner Minshew again, like again, like we get, if you go. Yeah, no, that's scenario, why. Like, like yeah. man, I don't know how people aren't gonna watch the first few minutes of this game. Just I don't know, a little nervous because I think like, man, like hell no, and I, I mean it's that cliche. It really matters who is the healthiest coming down the stretch, and like I don't know, and like and the Eagles, like I don't know. Unfortunately, they got snake bitten a little bit. Yeah, no, they. I think through the first, I think it was twelve or thirteen weeks, they had one of the least amount of, or, or I think maybe the least amount of starter games missed due to injury. And of course, now you're saying what now we're seeing that they're missing a lot of key starters, at, or they missed a lot of key starters down the stretch at key, you know, at, um, in key games which led to that week 18 disgusting game that we had to watch last week against the Giants. But um, there's also two other games we need to talk about in the NFC. Giants at Vikings, of course, t- uh, Dallas at Tampa Bay. So the home teams take care of business, or, or do we, do you think an upset's going to happen in one, in one of these? I, I, no, I feel like, I don't know, like I feel very confident saying that the Giants are going to be the Vikings. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Yeah, no, I, I feel like the, the Vikings have been teetering on the edge of, like, I don't know, like just – I mean, they they were down thirty three to nothing to a Jeff Saturday team. I, I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> and like, I don't know, like the the and the Giants hung with them the last game. And I don't know. I just like I don't know. Like, there's something about just like I don't know, really good coaching. And Brian Dables, this is a coach of the year. Let's not like I don't know. That team should not be in the playoffs. That we everyone waited, like everyone expected this team to fall apart ten times this season. And you know what? They did it. And like I don't know, somehow they're not even the last team in. No. The Seahawks are. Yeah, no, it's 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 really weird. Like the Giants literally had nothing to play for in Week 18 because they had already clinched their seating in the NFC, and they weren't the last seeded team in the NFC. So they they had an easy game. What uh, team, Roy? What team can make the playoffs when your when your receiver you signed two years ago for like 80 million dollars had 10 catches this season? 10. Trash, trash, trash. Absolutely true. Well, that was his first touchdown. The, the that was against the Eagles, right? The first touchdown. Of the yes. Game. No. Yeah. Like no. Like no. The joke was like he was sixty-seven catches away from like I don't know his his seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Like I mean, like no. Like I don't know. Like like the New York Giants are the example why coaching 
matters more in the NFL than any other sport. And I don't think it's like, I think coaching matters fivefold than in the NBA. <laughs> yeah. And the NBA is probably two, but I mean, when it comes to comparing the, the importance of coaches um, in different leagues, the NFL is again, leaps and bounds over any of the, the major sports leagues um, in America. Let's talk about the AFC for a second. Cause there, there's a couple of quarterbacks who will not be playing. Oh my God. The game. No man. Like the bless the people who, I don't know. How did the Ravens make the playoffs? Like, I, I mean, they got some guy named Anthony Brown. I thought he was related to a comedian. No, Anthony Brown playing for the Ravens, probably against Cincinnati this weekend or at Cincinnati this weekend because Lamar Jackson is, is probably not going to suit up for that game. No Tua or Teddy Bridgewater for Miami against <laughs> Buffalo. So you're probably going to see Skylar Thompson try to go to Buffalo. And I have no idea if Skylar Thompson is white or black. Scott Thompson, I'm pretty sure, is white. I'm like 97% sure he's white. Um, and you got the Chargers against Jacksonville. At least you've got two healthy quarterbacks. And yeah, no, no. Like, uh, let's hope Let's hope that, like, I don't know, like, the 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 Young Bull Battle Royal just mixes out because, man, like, I don't know. Like, I I, one, I, I feel like I don't, I don't think this is a far-fetched thing. I think the Ravens misplayed the Lamar Jackson hand because, frankly, like, I don't know. He shouldn't be playing like I don't know, dude. Like like the dude's playing like I don't know for like literally like two hundred million dollars. I don't blame him one bit for milking that injury. Like I don't know. I don't, and, even, know he, I don't even know if he's milking it because again, he seems like a like a like a tough dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but he's like also thousand percent ready yeah, to go. No, don't blame him. No, but I feel that like I don't know. This is what happens when you like have like a player contract dispute like in a season. Like I don't know. Like like that Lamar Jackson has zero other than. Like, I don't know, like, to rush back. And I, I don't blame him one bit. But frankly, like, I, I think that, like, I, I mean, this was this was a possibility. And, like, I don't know that. And I feel that, like, I, I'm not sure Lamar Jackson's back next season. I, I would actually put money on it. Oh, I'd, I'd, I'd bet the other side of that. I think they'll, fr- I mean, at this point, they have to franchise that man. But, I mean, the franchising him doesn't mean he's going to be back. But, I mean, I think you're at a, they're at a point where you franchise him and then you can just kind of figure this out. You know, you try, you try to, you know, maybe place a one year on a franchise tag, and then you try to figure out: Is it look? We should have signed you last year. We didn't do it. You know, here's the financial apology done in McNabb style. You know, and then we'll kind of take care of it from there. Because again, you can see, you see how much Lamar Jackson means to that Ravens team. Because that Ravens team without Lamar Jackson is awful. That's a yeah. bad football. That's a bad football team, straight up. Same with like, the Dolphins. Well, no, and I don't know how the Dolphins. Else. I don't know. Like, I don't know how the Dolphins made it, man. Like, I would have like, ra- like, yeah, no, no. Like, I like. Let's just fast forward. No, and I, I, I really think the Bengals are the best team in the AFC. I feel like I don't know, and I, as I like, is that neutral site game going to feel weird? Like, I don't know. Like, it, like I, I understand the circumstances, but for. All the marbles, it's going to be played in the neutral site. I don't know. Like I, I like I feel that like the football gods are, are are going to intervene and say, you know what, like something's going to happen where that doesn't happen, and you get like a natural, like I don't know, AFC championship game. Yeah, for those who don't know, the if Kansas City and uh, Buffalo play or, or square off in the AFC title game again because of the uneven scheduling, the game will take place at a neutral site. That neutral site site happens to be Atlanta. Which again is a little weird spot, but I know it's a dome, so people are like, "All right, well, let's have the weather kind of be an influence on, on that." I again, if I was if I was the king of the NFL, if I was Roger Goodell, I probably would have just kind of found a spot more or less in the middle of those two cities, like a Pittsburgh, 
where teams of both fans can kind of relatively easily get to. Or maybe, maybe, maybe even Detroit. I, don't know. I would like because I would like for the team, like you know, fans of these teams to kind of get to this game, you know, yeah. for the AFC title game. Uh, putting it in Atlanta, you know, is I don't want to say it's an inconvenience, but it ain't easy for KC fans to get there. It ain't easy for Buffalo. Yeah, no, so, they should have so. made it like the BCS championship, where like I don't know, like that because because I feel that's what this you're trying to mirror. Where like I don't know, you like you didn't get a like I don't know a super home field advantage, but right. what Chiefs fans? What I, I mean, I got I you can get Bills Mafia to travel. You ain't gonna get. 30,000 of them to travel. Yeah, to Atlanta. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, if, you put it, if you put it in Pittsburgh, that's quasi-equidistant to both cities. So everybody kind of makes sense. Or even Detroit. I mean, it's, it's kind of the same for both cities. Atlanta's, again, like, like no team's going to have an advantage. But if any team is going to have an advantage, it's those knuckleheads in Bill's Mafia. And, again, is that fair? I don't know. I mean, it's again, it's an unprecedented situation. Yeah, and yeah. It is but I have a feeling. So like said, but I have. Come down to that. Yeah. But I have a feeling football Della Reese will uh, will uh, mm. will 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 use her magic because I feel that I feel there's an upset that 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 that's going to happen in the second round in the division. Well, well, speaking of Della Reese, shout out to Della Reese for making that Eagles Saints trade happen earlier this year because the Eagles are the beneficiaries of the Saints' number ten pick in the first round, um, thanks to the, the the draft trade, the pre-draft trade. Will teams stop um, trading with Harry Roseman after this? Um, like, will I, I would stop? So. I would hope so. I would, I would, well, I, actually, I would hope so for their sake, I, I should say. And by the way, the Eagles also get the Saints' second round pick next year um, <laughs> as, as, as a result of that trade. So they can wind up with another top 40 pick next year. Um, who, the hell did, who the hell did the Saints even get? I sure as hell know it wasn't worth this. Yeah, like, I, it, like, the, like, I don't know what the, I don't know what the draft board said. Uh, for the Saints, like, but like uh, the, the draft, the, the Jimmy Johnson draft, the draft pick board or draft points board, whatever it's called. I don't know what it says for the Saints, but this seems like a very lopsided trade um, for them. The Saints, I'm looking right now, they got, uh, oh, they, well, all right, well, after another trade, they got Chris Olave and they got Trevor Penning, uh, the offensive tackle from Northern Iowa. Okay, so got, so they got too bad. I mean, they're they're fine. I mean, oh no, but the, yeah, no, they're in like cap hell for the, like the like. Like that, Drew Brees era. Like they'll be paying the fine for a long time for like for like ch- ch- trying to ride that crew out. But like, no, I, I feel that like I don't know. This is, but you need to hit a you, like I, I mean, you need to hit another hopper. I like I because because you're gonna need to find I, I I would say do you need to find a like someone better than Jordan Davis? Like I don't know in terms of if first year impact. Absolutely, a ten? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no. Okay. Your top ten guys got to be got to have. Uh, look, I'll say like we just, I just mentioned Chris Olave. Your your the guy you drafted number ten should have a Chris Olave type impact on your team. Okay, no, sure. I agree. Yeah, yeah no, like I don't know, like and they're gonna need it. And I and like now we're starting to hear names like Kaylee Ringo, and I I'm seeing a lot of mocks, and I guess I need to uh I don't know update my um subscription to ESPN Plus now or like not now but like in a month. Like I like because I feel that like I, I I feel like right now as I say before I've done my homework I feel cornerback is going to be the move. Yeah, I've seen a couple I've seen a couple of mocks that uh, the mock Eagles cornerbacks the Eagles. Um, I saw like Joey Porter Jr. like going there, but again I've seen him like bottom of the first round too, so I'm not even sure where he slotted. But it's it's, it's January second week of January. It's still warm outside. I ain't worried <laughs> about that. I'm worried about the playoffs, and more importantly. 
I'm worried about the 2023 schedule because we have the teams <laughs> the Eagles are going to play next year, ladies and gentlemen. They're finalized. You can start your research now as far as what trips you want to take this year or what home games you want to see because the home slate looks pretty good for the birds uh, this year. You got Arizona, Buffalo, Miami, Minnesota, and San Fran all coming to wow. the link this year. That's a really good set of games outside of that garbage. Man, that strength of schedule <laughs> is real hard. Holy No, you're going to not – like no, like I don't know. Like You are going to figure out how good of the team this is because you're going to lose a lot of people and you're getting the first-place schedule. Yeah, and the road games you got at Kansas City – Jesus! Got, oh my God! You got the Rams, uh, New England. You got the Jets. You have Seattle and Tampa Bay, along with your divisional games. Again, Tampa Bay. Who knows? You know, Seattle. That's just a long road trip for anybody to deal with. But you have the nine road games and eight home games this year. Of course, again, balanced seventeen game schedule for the Philadelphia Eagles. Arizona. We mentioned before they're looking for a new head coach because Cliff Kingsbury's out. Lovey Smith is out. Probably going to be some other coaching moves as well and we will find out again sooner rather than later i would imagine about the futures of one jonathan gannon and one Shane Steichen. <laughs> they're already on the short list for a couple of these coaching openings um that are, that are out there the war so, the, the worst defensive coordinator of all time jonathan worst, the worst the worst <laughs> come, home, come home jim shorts come home oh like no so so the eagles got 70 sacks in spite of jonathan gannon they just right. said, you know what, we're not going to, like, I don't know, like, we're not going to listen to you. We're just going to just run as fast, and we're just going to say, even though we call you JG, because because we cool like that. Nope, nope. Terrible defensive coordinator. Jonathan Gannon said Hassan Reddick would have had 25 sacks if he didn't drop him back and cover so much. That tells me all <laughs> I need to know about Jonathan Gannon. Doesn't know how to use his players effectively. His players play well in spite of him. Therefore, he's got to go. Jonathan Gannon. Oh my good luck. Man, Wallace had his best season under Jonathan Gannon. I don't want to go to What is that bar? Well, that's a low bar. That bar's on the floor. We're not doing that. Jo- not- Josiah Scott would be me in football <laughs> if it wasn't for Jonathan Gannon. If, if you want to say, look what Jonathan Gannon did to TJ Edwards. All right. I'm not going to argue that. Like, look what Jonathan Gannon did to. Who is, who's the one coordinator you would like, you would like to lose the least? Oh, I like that. Um, hmm. I think you could. Hmm. That's a good question. That's a good because again, I, I play a little a lot of devil's advocate with Jonathan Gannon with you on, on the show. I don't think he's that bad. Like he's fine. Um, which would I like to lose the least? That's good. That's a good question. Because here's the thing, like we all know, we all saw that the offense worked well or worked better when Shane Steichen got the reins in the middle of last year after that that awful yep. Raiders games and let you know let the let the offense cook. So. I mean, I think you're going to lose something on offense if he leaves. I, I, I guess probably. I mean, you have a, probably uh, I, probably mean, I, 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 I mean, the replace. I mean, the rumors of, of his replacement of of his potential replacement are already coming down down the pike. Oh I, 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 Yeah, no, like I, I, oh, I mean, man. like, and I'm not talking about John D. Filippo. I, I mean, no, I, I feel like isn't that a pretty like just logical like I don't know like heir apparent to. Stane, Shane Steichen, and I, no, like, I agree. I think Steichen is the better court. Like, I, I mean, because, I don't know. I, I, I think his knack for play calling is very good. Like, I mean, like, I, like, I mean, do they, like, no. And I feel that, like, I don't know if, like, Shane Steichen calling all these plays is a, is a, is a him thing. I think that's a 
organizational philosophy. We go like I, I guarantee you, Sirianni has. Oh no, he's not saying call the plays, but he's like, yo, like I ain't calling the plays, but yo, call play, call play. Like let's let's be a little pass heavy, and I feel that that's, I think that's Sirianni, and I feel that's might be some influence from his bosses. So so when you're saying the re- the possible replacement for Shane Steichen, you're not talking about quarterbacks coach Brian Johnson, right? That's not the guy. <laughs> no, 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 no. He will not. He will not get the promotion. Okay, all right. I was I was, I was curious because I didn't know if that was, that was the guy you you were, you were mentioning. Um, but no, but but yeah, it's gonna be one of those guys is leaving. I would imagine maybe both, depending on how many coaching or how many how many head coach jobs there's gonna be. Um, so it's gonna be a very different looking team next year. But I, I guess Roy, the. You know, the problematic thing is if you bring in Frank Reich, like, I don't know, and that's the name, like, I don't know, does that, if, if Sirianni stumbles and like, I don't know, every coach stumbles. Oh, is he the guy? No, 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 no. no. Well, that just caused nonsense to be discussed. We're like, because like, I don't know, Frank Reich has this, like, I don't know. I I mean, I, I mean, he's the one coach that did anything with Carson Wentz. Like, I don't know. And like, he has a history here. I don't know if you just like like want to open that like I don't know like may just just pro- like because the the thing that the Eagles have done well this season is eliminate any sort of noise. There ain't like I don't know for a team that like has a lot of like I don't know just characters. I, I mean, and it's hard. Like that's what I th- think people realize. It's hard to keep a fifty-two man roster drama free, and I think the Eagles because of their leadership. I, I mean, they've just got like. Like rock, just I, I mean, like no one, like I don't know. You didn't hear a Miles Sanders contract dispute when he could have easily just, like I don't know, like if he wasn't yeah. getting the ball, if he wasn't getting the ball the first week, even Devontae Smith, like I don't know, like there were times when he got, like I don't know, like two and ten. I, I mean, but I, I mean, but I think it speaks a lot about the players too. Like I don't know, Devontae Smith comes from Alabama. Nick Taylor wasn't taking that, and no, and I feel that's what. That's what you get when you get dudes from like good programs. Like I don't know, where like they're just like they don't need to be babied. No, and and again, like you you got a lot of good guys in that locker room, and that locker room is going to be a lot different next year, and the coaching staff is going to be a lot different next year, and you know just you know, but again, maybe adding a Frank Reich, maybe adding a, a you know a wise veteran kind of guy, an older guy, because again, like these like all these coaches are pretty young. So if you add a Frank Reich, you know, an NFL lifer, basically, you know, in that locker room might not necessarily be a bad thing because, again, like it adds a little bit more more gravity to the coaching staff. Now, could he be a, a, a threat to, you know, Nick Sirianni if things go left? I don't know how much of his goodwill he burned through with the whole Carson Wentz thing in Indianapolis. So I, I, I don't know. What the yeah, to that no, is. that's a good point. Um, well, like maybe yeah. just bring in, like, I don't know, the, 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 the worst, the defense corner that, that will be called the worst defense coordinator next year. <laughs> Come on, Jim Schwartz. That's all I want. Come on, come on, home, brother. We miss you. Um, really quick, I know you don't care because an SEC team won, but shout out to Georgia for winning the national title game, sixty-five to seven, over TCU. Um, <laughs> football is such a joke. Like no, like I looked and and like I don't know. This is the this is the, the research I did this week. If it weren't for like if it weren't for uh, Dabo Dabo Sweeney and famous Jameis and his crab legs. The the SEC would have like fourteen of the last fifteen national championships. Yeah, like Clemson, like other than Clemson, like you said, Clemson and yeah, like Ohio State and like you said, like the, the one Jameis year, like it's all SEC. Like it's either Alabama or it's either 
well, I mean, well, Auburn had a couple of years, but I mean, they're not. I mean, like, it's always Georgia, Flor- Georgia Florida, LSU. It's always the same. LSU. It's always the same teams. It's always the same teams. Even, but when you expand this, maybe things kind of get a little different. No, I was never. Well, that was it because you know it's one game. Anything is possible. Um, but I mean, but not against the SEC. <laughs> Like, uh, Alabama didn't make the playoffs this year. I mean, like, you know, like, like they because they lost the to the SEC. Like, like, this, like, this yeah. is what, like, <laughs> like yeah. you don't think, you don't think that if, if you just drop Alabama where Georgia is, they would have just mopped the floor with, they would have, I mean, they, they would have mopped the floor with TCU. I was like, 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 like TCU was four and Alabama was five. I think Alabama would have smoked TCU, smoked them. And like, I'm like, Again, you couldn't argue for TCU because of TCU's resume, but I think Alabama would have smoked TCU if they played in Atlanta. I really TCU is is this generation's Boise State. Like I, I no, I really feel that like I don't know these Cinderellas. Like I, I like I don't know for a Cinderella to get to a championship game because TCU is a Cinderella. Like I don't know you're yeah, yeah, yeah. in a like you are not in a Big Five conference. Like right. I don't know, and I don't care what conference you're in. I don't like you used to be in like the Big South or right. something like that. So no, like I don't know and. I guess that's, but will we ever, ever see one of these, like, I don't know, sm- like, I don't know, used to be small conference teams win a national championship in football or basketball? Uh, Basketball, yeah. I mean, basketball, you can, basketball. I but think it does, no, but it doesn't have, like, th- th- this is crazy how, like, I feel that, like, all these Cinderella's that happen, the George Mason, like, I don't know, they end up tripping up eventually. Like, I don't, I still, like... I really feel the only the team like the Cinderella that's that was a legit Cinderella to win it all was Villanova. Yeah, they were the they were the most Cinderellious team to like you said like kind of win it all like so the the George Masons the what was it the Chicago University of Chicago I'm losing yeah yeah, yeah Sister Mary Sister Jean or, Sister or, Jean yeah, the or, Sister or, Jean. or Miss Mary Miss Mary <laughs> yeah the Sister Jean team Loyola Chicago whatever it was yeah like those teams like they'll get to the final four right that's it or, I mean we saw Gonzaga have a couple of runs we saw Butler. Get to the title game twice. Yeah, but no, but 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 they yeah. never sealed the deal. And I feel that like I don't know. I want to see it. Sure, it sure as heck ain't happening in college football. And like may, but maybe just may. I mean, I won't be watching it because I have no idea who the hell is playing. I had no idea Houston, the University of Houston. I thought like I don't know. Like, have they been good in like like this is how like I used to be in the current events of sports. I had no idea Houston was good in college. They're good. No, they're good. They're they're good teams. Now, are but they again, still in like that AAC conference? Yeah, but I think they're leaving. I think they're leaving this year. Okay. So I forget where. It doesn't matter. It's like four conferences or five conferences that matter. But that, they're they're leaving. So things should be easier for the Temple football and basketball programs uh, coming up in the future. <laughs> uh, we got like a minute left, so I'll give you thirty seconds. Eighteen million things happened in WWE this week. Uh, <laughs> Stephanie McMahon resigned. Vince McMahon basically did a hostile takeover. Is now the executive <laughs> chairman of the board once again. There are rumors came, that came out earlier this week that the WWE was sold to the Saudi. Public Investment Fund, the group that owns Live Golf, but that is currently untrue. And the WWE still up for sale to whoever is up there. So, again, I'll give you 30 seconds. Just give me your snap reaction to all the stuff that's happened. Disney Disney will buy WWE, and you will see WWE on ESPN. Oh, I, I like that. I like I like that. Hopefully that happens because, again, there's a lot of on, unrest. On, on ESPN+. Plus. Oh well, or like you know, you're gonna get stuff on it. Like no, I feel like I don't know. Like, I, I and for me, that's the preferred because you get a checks and balances. Even if, because it's pretty apparent that Vince is gonna stay around. And like I don't know, like that's why I have a public company, and I 
I'm pretty sure that some of these wrestling people don't know what public and private mean. Like, I, I, like he needs checks and balances. If you go private with like live wrestling, he, he's gonna do whatever the hell he wants to. Yeah, no, so yeah, so that's a good thing. Hopefully, um, we'll have some more information in the next couple of weeks to discuss this more. But yeah, but keep an eye on the news goings of surrounding the WWE because it's a very, very fascinating story. But we can't get into it now because we have run out of time. Thank you guys as always for listening to us here again on 106.5 FM or wherever you get your podcast. Mr. Domingo, take us out, please. Have a great weekend, everyone. See you guys.